Welcome to Sunkissed and Sober, a shame and judgment-free space to explore the bountiful possibilities of a life without alcohol. I'm Rifilwe, your sister in sobriety and a herbal tea fangirl. This space is a way to honor and reflect on my own sobriety journey, and I hope that you'll explore the thoughts and inner processes that being here might inspire. Even though I am always, always rooting for you, I'd like to emphasize that I am not a medical professional, and the words I speak should not be taken as medical advice. If you think you're struggling with alcohol consumption, I encourage you to seek professional help. While listening to this podcast, remember to be gentle with yourself and understand that the change may not be immediate, but it will be monumental. I'm excited for both my journey and yours in this space, so let's get into it. Hello, beloved. Welcome to another episode of Sunkist and Sober. I am really excited to see what this episode inspires in in all of us but before i get started with the topic of today's episode i just want to start with a little practice that i've been doing for a few months now i think it's really important for us to cultivate feelings of safety within ourselves cultivate a sense of groundedness in ourselves and our, in our environment so before we get started i'd like you to join me in a practice i learned from my dear friend Haley devlin this practice is called orienting and it's basically a way for you to help your nervous system make sense of your environment so that you can feel a lot more relaxed and in tune with yourself as you listen to this episode. So we can start by taking a breath and taking it in any way that your body wants to. Maybe just even paying attention to how you're currently breathing, not changing anything is feels good for you just breathing in a way that feels really good and nourishing notice where your inhales land and where your exhales come from Notice the small space between a breath in and a breath out. Notice anything that arises for you in the breath. And at your own time, slowly start looking around your space. And notice a few things that are around you. Notice how the things that you look at make you feel. What sensations do they spark in you? Maybe you look at something and it makes you feel relaxed. 
maybe you look at something and it makes you feel open. Look all around you, look above you, look behind you if it feels good, look to your sides. Know that you don't always have to be looking straight ahead. Our environments aren't only what's in front of us, but also what's below us, what's to our sides. Everything that is around us forms part of our environment. So really get into your physical space and feel yourself in the space that you're in. And when you're ready, you can bring your attention back to our our intimate space. I love this practice of orienting. It just makes me feel like, okay, I'm safe here. I can relax my shoulders. I can unclench my jaw. It's possible for me to relax in this space. And I've just started doing it before everything, before starting my day, before going into a meeting. It just makes me feel a lot more grounded in my space. And orienting this practice that we just did together, it was actually a major catalyst for today's episode. I've been doing it for a couple of months now and I've started noticing things that extend beyond my external environments. I've started noticing my emotions and where they land. I've started noticing that I hardly get cravings anymore. And when I do, it's become, or I can consistently ride them out. It's become a lot easier for me to ride them out. And I've also just noticed that I find a lot of relief and release from simply noticing my emotions, noticing what the weather in my body looks like. This is what today's episode is about. The fact that simply noticing our emotions and our cravings does a lot more for us than we think. So I hope you're settled into your space. Do whatever you need to do to settle into yourself and let's ease into our time together. When a heavy emotion arises, we've been taught to ignore it. We've been taught to distract ourselves, not really think about it. Like, let's say you're feeling anxious. It's like, okay, let me grab my yoga mat. Let me just quickly do some yoga to calm myself down. If you're feeling angry, let me, let me calm down by doing a 10-minute breathwork exercise. And really like no shade to all of these practices because they really are helpful. But a problem arises when we distract ourselves with all these things and we don't actually create space for our emotions to be felt and to pass through us. Sometimes all we need to do to fully process an emotion is to just sit with it for a while, not do an activity, not place our focus elsewhere but rather place it inwards and allow ourselves to get curious about what it is that we're actually experiencing. And this extends to cravings too. 
I've noticed that a popular tip when dealing with a craving is to distract yourself from the craving by doing something else. And yes, at times this works, but something else that also works and has created a lot more depth and stability in my sobriety is urge surfing. Urge surfing is the act of noticing a craving arise in you and acknowledging that it's happening, not shying away from it, not distracting yourself, but literally saying, I want to have a drink right now and I'm noticing that I'm having this urge. And as you say this, notice the sensations in your body. Maybe maybe you pick up on the stiffness in your muscles and what you actually need in that moment is to move your body, not a drink. Maybe you notice a dryness at the back of your throat and having a glass of water is what you need. And notice too how the urge to drink peaks and subsides in your body because it will subside. Cravings are just cravings are just like waves. They ebb, they rise and they slowly build up and then they subside after a few minutes, they flow. And by riding this wave, by acknowledging this craving, you're pausing to explore what your body may be trying to communicate to you. And you're creating space to act in a way that's more aligned with your values. I think that so much power actually resides in seeing our emotions and our cravings for what they are. What do we make possible if we sit down with ourselves, we feel the sensations in our bodies and we say, okay, I'm noticing something come up right now. I'm noticing that my stomach is clenched and so is my jaw. What are these sensations trying to tell me? Maybe they're telling me that I'm a little anxious right now. Okay, that feels kind of right. Why am I feeling this way right now? And this little internal dialogue that you have with yourself, this exercise of noticing what comes up, acknowledging it and feeling it. By doing this, you're slowly allowing those sensations to metabolize, to be processed and to pass through you. Sometimes you don't even need to do like anything afterwards. Sometimes you don't even need to do yoga or breath work because by acknowledging the emotion, it's already started leaving your body. It's also through noticing that we gain clarity on the best ways to act after we've been triggered. And I love this because before realizing the importance of acknowledging my emotions, the first thing I do whenever I was angry, I'd start skipping. Like I'd go outside, I'd like put Dr. Alban, it's my life on blast and I'd just start skipping frantically. And I mean, this worked at at releasing energy and it it really just helped me release a lot. Um, But then I'd stop skipping and I'd go back inside and then I'd just feel like tired. I'd feel both tired and still angry and it'd be like, okay, now I'm in this like really grumpy mood. 
But now what I've started doing is before doing the skipping, I sit with myself and I, and I take a few breaths and I say, okay, I'm feeling like a tingling rise in my chest. I'm feeling like my, my fists are like starting to close up. I'm feeling like just this big pulsating energy in me. And okay, this, this feels like anger. Why am I angry right now? And then something that I also ask myself is how does, how does this anger want to be released? What's the best way that I can release this anger? And sometimes that doesn't look like skipping. Sometimes it looks like maybe having a conversation with someone. So this little check-in in, in all its discomfort is really helpful because by acquainting myself with an emotion, by getting to know it, I've also gotten to know what my body needs and how it wants to react and release. And yeah, sometimes it's not skipping. Like <laughs> sometimes like my body's just like, girl, I'm not trying to skip. Like I don't want to exert all that energy. I just want to like speak to someone. Um, so yeah, like it's in this acquainting ourselves with our emotions that we just get a clearer idea of what it is our bodies actually want to do to release energy. And the more we acquaint ourselves with our emotions, the more we get familiar, the more we develop our capacity and ability to feel the really big feelings. I know for me, whenever I go into a shame spiral, I usually feel it in my shoulders, like they hunch forward and I feel very closed. I also like dissociate from my legs, like I, I don't feel any connection in my legs. And then I start like staring into the distance and I get like tunnel vision. And all of these signals just tell me that, okay, I'm feeling shame right now. And my job when I feel this emotion, when I feel shame, isn't to ignore it or to resist it, but rather to acknowledge and get curious about where it stems from. And in doing this practice of mapping out my shame when it arises, I'm building my resilience towards it. So this essentially means that the next time I feel shame, I'll be able to identify what's going on and I'll have a slightly bigger capacity to deal with it instead of spiraling as deeply as I used to. I also like taking notice because it allows me to handle really big emotions in small, tiny bites. And this is like particularly the case with fear, Sometimes it can be really vulnerable and scary to admit that I'm fearful of doing something. So instead of openly admitting the fear, instead of saying, okay, I'm scared, like right from the jump, I can tune in and see what the weather in my body is like. I can notice my hunched shoulders, for example. I can notice my stomach clenching and slowly... As I put these puzzle pieces together, I can build the courage to say that, okay, I'm feeling scared right now. And 
I'm acknowledging this feeling of fear in a very gentle way. And this is definitely my favorite thing about noticing the weather in my body. Just the fact that it allows me to explore myself from a place of self-compassion as opposed to judgment because we all need a little bit more a little bit more compassion with ourselves and a little bit more compassion with each other and this is a really great way to start making that space for yourself that really compassionate space for yourself the next time you feel a heavy emotion come up and you're immediately compelled to react or resist or distract yourself. I invite you to just take a pause and notice the sensations in your body. Notice where there's a tightness, an openness, a pulsing. And notice how far these sensations extend. Do they take up tiny spaces in your body or do they stretch quite far? Attuning to ourselves in this small way reminds us that even here, even in the chaos that we're feeling, we can still create moments of understanding ourselves, moments to pause, to actually feel what you're feeling and how loving it is to sit with something and feel it, to build patience with yourself and support yourself in this way. And if noticing our emotions helps us build patience with ourselves, helps us assess our needs, allows us to act intentionally as opposed to react, and also helps us cultivate safety and capacity to feel the vast ocean of emotions that reside within us. How can it not be a superpower? All of this has me feeling like it really starts with noticing noticing what's happening in your body noticing sensations and what they mean for you and just gifting yourself with that moment to pause before you act before you move on to something else that moment to pause to be with yourself for a little while May you take from this episode what you need. May it marinate and sink into your body and may it aid you when you need it. Remember to be patient and gentle with yourself because healing is a slow and gradual process.